0: Hey, you're listening to The Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Be here tonight? That was really loud. Are you excited to be here tonight? I'm excited to be here tonight. You guys say hello to someone and go ahead and have a seat. It is wonderful to see you. Tonight is a night that I have been looking forward to because of our next five minutes of fire speaker. All right? You guys know Five Minutes of Fire is where we invite one of you, a middle or high school student, to speak at the quarry for five minutes or less on any topic from the entire Bible that you want. And there's a lot to pick from. So tonight's speaker is a great gal. She is a wonderful lady. I hope that I am more like her when I grow up and I can just be calm and poised and not so loud. Hasn't happened yet, but there's hope for my 40s. So, Jayla, please come up here, and I want you guys to
1: join me in welcoming Jayla.
0: Woo! Woo! Good, amazing.
1: Thank you to um, do So tonight, I want to talk about trusting God and obeying him quickly. And I'm going to go ahead and start with my first verse, which is Psalms 119, 32. It says, I will quickly obey your commands because you have made me happy. God has done so much for us, and obeying him quickly is just something we can do for him. And I have a little personal story of what happened when I didn't obey God. So a few years back, maybe God put something on my heart to give, and I just I was so hesitant, and I waited weeks and weeks, maybe even months, and I just really didn't want to do it. And the whole time I was pushing it off, I had these thoughts of worry and just—oh, (laughs) sorry— These thoughts of worry saying, what if it's really not God telling me to do this? What if it's just my own thoughts? And it was actually at a service at summer camp, not this year, but a past year, where I was like, you know what, I really need to do this. It's the right thing to do. And so I got back, and I gave it, and the peace that came with it, just it felt so amazing, just putting my trust in God and doing what he really told me to do. And I should have just done that in the first place, and I could have avoided all the worry. And it's not like God gave me the worry, because he doesn't do that but it's just something that came with not obeying him quickly. And, yeah. And when we know that God's got us, we can depend on him because we, we know he won't leave. We can trust him and do what he says. God is the ultimate plan maker, and any idea we have for our own lives just doesn't compare to what he has. <laughs> so if we just do what he says and do the will he has for our lives, it'll just make our lives so much easier and so much better. Um. Psalms 37.5 says, Depend on the Lord, trust him, and he will take care of you. And this is just such an encouraging verse that you can just read over and over because it will really just bring, I don't know, just get in your head that you can trust him and depend on him. And all he has for you is good things and he'll prosper your life. Um, but there are, oh, sorry. We can put our lives in God's hands because he won't ever leave or desert us. He'll always be there to protect us and lead us. But there are some things that we can decide to lead our lives instead that we can follow and get like kind of drawn into so our own selves if we listen to like our own thoughts and feelings we just will go down the wrong path but if we listen to God he'll take us to the right place um our friends can definitely like influence us and just go along with them to do whatever they're doing and that's also not right and I know it's like a thing that a lot of people say but social media because it just like influences us and we just want to do what they do because it looks cool and we want to be like them and but these things are not what we should follow. Only God can give us the real direction, and He's the only one who can lead our lives and the will for our lives. And what if we talk to him about what we need to do with our lives and the will for our lives, um, there'll be such fulfillment at the end, because what he has for us is the only thing that can really satisfy us. So yeah, that's really all I have. so Jayla, that was so great. I
0: don't even need to preach tonight. That was everything you needed to know, right? I'm gonna kick that off to be sure that we can hear it this end of the room. Don't worry, I turned the other one on. Teagues, if it gets really hot, hit the middle one. (laughs) Thank you. Jayla, that was incredible. Ten out of ten. I love it. I love it. I wish it was 45 minutes of fire. That was beautiful. Well, it's hard to follow that up, but I want to talk to you guys really briefly tonight um, from a message that's called, Stop Praying Like This. Stop praying like this. And we're going to start in Matthew 6. We looked at these verses at camp, but I'm still really studying these because I realized... Jesus gave us somewhat of a template for prayer, which I had never really considered before, that we should study Jesus' prayer to see how he prayed and then see how we should pray based on that. So in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, it says this, Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So this was Jesus' prayer. I think it's important to look at the way that he prayed. And I'm embarrassed to say I I really never, this didn't occur to me until like six months ago, all right? So I've been looking at this for like six months and getting a lot out of it. It's very helpful. Um, But the thing I want to pull out of there tonight is this phrase. He says, May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I talked about this a little bit at camp, but we're going to approach it a little bit differently. Because I think it's interesting, a lot of uh, Christians just seem like they're praying, you know, God, your kingdom come, but my will be done. I want God's kingdom, but I also want my will. And it struck me to think, how many of my prayers are asking for things that I want instead of asking God what he wants? How many of my prayers are self-serving to say, God, give me what I want? I need this. I want that. Please do this. Please do that. And I'm not suggesting that it's wrong to ask God to do things, but I do want to examine our motive tonight to say, whose will are we praying for? Whose plan do we want in our life? Are we praying for God to work out our own plans? Are we asking God to move and work out our own plans? I've been shook looking at this, you guys, shook. Are we praying, God, your kingdom come, but my will be done? God is not our genie in a bottle. He is not here to grant our wishes and make our lives great. He's not here to respond to every want and need. He's not here to answer every prayer I pray when I'm praying for my will. And this feels a little difficult to hear because you're like, Morgan, but God God loves me and he wants good things for me. Absolutely. But here's what I want to point out. God has a plan for your life. Are you praying asking him for his plan to be done in your life? Or are you praying that he would move and accomplish the plan that you came up with? I think a lot of times we're asking him to accomplish our plan, and so we're missing out on his plan and we're also accusing him of not answering our prayers and not doing what we needed him to do when he's saying no no you didn't need me to do this I actually needed to do this in your life and you missed it because you were so consumed with asking me to work this out the way you think it should all right this doesn't negate God's goodness this doesn't negate his love for us this does not negate the fact that he is a God who will bring us so much peace and joy and fulfillment like Jayla just said, but what does she say? It's in his plan, it's in obedience to him and too many times we're just praying for the things that we think will make us happy and give us peace when God is saying, no, no, that's not the way to happiness and peace. Why don't you pray about my plan and you'll find yourself exactly where you want it to be. So let's not treat God like his job is just to grant our wishes and desires. Ask yourself, am I trying to use God to get what I want? Am I asking God what he wants for my life? Or am I asking him to do what I want? Here's some examples of scriptures that we can get twisted a little bit at times. Psalms 37, 4, we love this one. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. How many times have we taken that to God to say, God, thank you that you give me my heart's desire, so I pray for this right you love me God you want to give me the desires of my heart okay yes but what does it say in the beginning take delight in the Lord take delight in the Lord the desires of your heart are found in taking delight in the Lord and too many times we're just trying to claim the end of that verse saying well God is gonna give me the desires of my heart so I'm praying for this man to be my husband God is saying, no, that man is not supposed to be your husband. And then you're going to be 45 and say, well, God didn't answer my prayer. You know, I prayed for years for a husband. No, you were praying for your plan when God had a better one to offer you the whole time. <laughs> Here's another verse we love to quote. Matthew 6, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. How many times do we like to say, well, listen, God will give me whatever I need. God is going to give me everything I need. He takes care of me. He supplies my needs. He gives me peace. He gives me joy. Yes, all of those things are true. But what did it say has to happen first? Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. That's a tall order. (laughs) Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And there's so many times that we are trying to claim God's provision when we are not seeking his kingdom and we are not living righteously, right? And I want to bring some clarity here to this thought. It is not a matter of earning this stuff from God, all right? Seeking God, delighting in him, it doesn't make him love you anymore, it doesn't make him more willing to do great things in your life. It doesn't make him, uh, you know, able to grant you the desires of your heart because you did that and you did it. It's not about moving God around. It's about moving me around. When I seek God and his kingdom first and I move into his plan instead of mine, then yes, all my needs are going to be met because I'm in his plan. My needs will be met. It makes sense. But Too many times we're just out here trying to do our own plans and then claim God's promises where he's saying, hey, you're not in the plan. I put everything you need in the plan. I put the desires of your heart in the plan. I put all of the joy and the peace and the satisfaction in the plan. But you are trying to ask me for all those things and follow your own plan. It doesn't add up that way. And it's not that God doesn't want to give those things to us and we don't have to earn things from him. But it's about moving myself into his plan so that I can really experience all that he has for me. So remember, we were made for God. God was not made for us. God's job is not to do what I want. God's job is not even to answer my prayers. God's job is not to make my dreams come true. God's job is to lead me into his plan where all of those things will happen. So I want to say to us tonight, um, we'll look at John 5.19 before we get into my two points. Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, that the son, or he was talking about himself, I can do nothing by myself. I only do what I see my father doing. Whatever the father does, then that's what I do. So I'm challenging you tonight to really ask, is that the attitude of your heart, to do only what God's instructing you to do? to do things that are only in his plan yeah. to do things that you you got direction from from him i love what jayla just shared she shared really transparently hey god told me to do this I drug my feet to do it, but when I did, there was so much peace. That is the whole point of my message tonight. We try to do things according to our own plan, and we get angry at God because there's no peace, and our dreams aren't coming true, and we're not happy, and we thought if we served God, it was all supposed to work out. Well, are you really listening to him and obeying him and seeking his plan, or are you just asking him to help you with your plan? Here's the two points I want to challenge you with tonight. Number one, stop praying for your plans instead of God's plans. Stop praying for your plans instead of God's plans. Here's some hope tonight. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the Amplified says this. God is speaking. He's saying, for I know the plans and thoughts I have for you. They're plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. Plans to give you a future and a hope. So here is the truth and the reality you have to remind yourself of. God's plan for me is great. I will love God's plan for me. And God's plan for me will probably look different than my plan for me. All right? God's plan for me is great. I will love God's plan for me. And God's plan will probably look like something I didn't expect. God's plan might look like, Jayla kind of said, something that you might be scared to do. God's plan might look like something that does not seem fun at the time. Do you know how many unfun things God has told me to do in the last two years? A lot. And do you know how much joy and satisfaction and peace and blessing has come from that? A lot. (laughs) Me and my little human brain, God will tell me to do something and I'll be like, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't really feel like doing that. Nope, that's not a decision I want to make. But every single time I do, just like Jayla said, I'm instantly filled with peace and joy and satisfaction because that's what happens when I walk in God's plan. But we have to remember that God's plans for us are good. God's plans for us are good. You need to stop trusting your plan more than God's. And I'm saying this to me tonight too. It doesn't just stop when you get out of high school. Listen, God will lead you into things that you're like, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> this kind of scares me. It kind of freaks me out. I kind of think I might look stupid. Like Jayla said, what if I, what if God like, didn't tell me this and then I look silly? This is me all the time, people. Every time a microphone is in my hand, I'm at very at risk for looking stupid. But I'm gonna do what God told me to do because I know his plans for me are good. You will love God's plan for you. So stop praying for your plans and start asking him about his. I promise everything that your heart is searching for is in the plan of God. Everything your heart is searching for is in the plan of God. And I'm tired of seeing Christians who blame God because their life didn't work out the way they wanted to when they did not follow his plan. So God's plans for you are good. Here's another um, passage I want to take a look at. It's in Luke 22, verses 39 through 45. It says this. Then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room, and he went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. Then he told his disciples, pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. And this is what he said. Father, if you're willing... Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. And then it goes on to say some other things. But Jesus' prayer is really powerful here. We can see that he's asking God, hey, is there another plan because I don't really like yours right now? If there's any other way to get this done, I would rather do that. You're asking me to do something I don't want to do. You're asking me to do something that's intimidating. You're asking me to do something that's uncomfortable. (laughs) You're asking me to do something that seems really hard, but, he says, not my will, not my plan, but yours be done in this situation. Let's turn our hearts toward God to say, hey, You know what, you might have asked me to do something that feels a little challenging. You may have talked to me about cutting some friends out of my life. You might have been talking to me about drinking and getting that under control. You might have been talking to me about porn. You might have been talking to me about forgiveness toward that person I hate. This feels uncomfortable and it seems difficult, but I want your plan, not mine. So I'm going to do it. And what do we witness in the life of Jesus? Amazing victory, right? We are all here today because he chose God's plan over his. And the amazing thing is we'll see those same kind of life transformations if we'll just choose God's plan over ours. God will do so much more in your life and he will use you to minister to others in ways that you never dreamed if you'll just pick his plan. And just know that sometimes his plan starts out feeling a little bit difficult, Things like I just mentioned, maybe cutting some people out of your life, maybe choosing to overcome some habits and get some help for things, maybe forgiveness and letting go. If you want to love people and help them, you'll have to be really good at forgiving people (laughs) to help them, which is fine. That's life. But I love to see the humanity of Jesus here saying, listen, I don't want to do this, but God, I want your plan and not mine. So here's an example. When I'm asking you to stop praying for your plans instead of God's plans. I'll give you an example. I hear a lot of things like this. God, please help me get into this school I want to get into. God, thank you. If you're really Christian, you can even use words like this. Thank you for giving me favor with this school, Lord. Just give me favor. Thank you, Father. Jesus had favor. People were anointed to help him. Thank you, they're anointed to help me. But we're asking God for our plans. God, help me do what I want. Help me get into the school I want. So here's a prayer I would suggest instead. Are you ready? God, I ask you to show me the school that I should go to. You know the school that I want to go to, but I want to go to the school that's in your plan for me. So I thank you for showing me the school and making a way for me to go there. Right? Submit your plan to God. He already knows what you want. It's okay. I've prayed players like that that say, God, I would really like this. (laughs) But I need you to speak to me because I don't want to make this decision alone. I need you to speak to me. It could also look something like this. You know, God, uh, please help me get this job, right? Please help me get this job. I really need it. I really want it. It would change my life. You know I need the money. Please help me get this job. Here's what I'll suggest praying instead. God, I ask you to lead me to the job that you have made for me to have. I thank you that there is a job that's going to be a great fit for me, and it's going to be a great place for me to grow and learn. So I thank you for showing me where I need to apply and giving me favor when I find that place. Easy peasy. It's just a matter of reframing what we're asking for, right? I'm not kidding when I've heard people pray, dear God, please tell so-and-so that they're supposed to marry me. I just know they're the one for me. But the interesting thing about that is if you know that they're the one for you, they're going to need to know that they're the one for you also, right? It has to happen on both sides. And in a lot of these situations, it's only happening on one side. And that's when things get a little awkward and a little weird. So instead of a prayer like that, maybe pray, God, I'm 15. I can't legally marry right now. But I know that one day there is someone that you have for me to marry. So right now, I just ask you for wisdom as I grow older to show me that person, to help me grow into the person that they need me to be. I thank you that we can serve you together, Lord, and I appreciate your advice and your input, Holy Ghost. I will listen to you when you tell me not to date someone. In Jesus' name, amen. Right? Submit it to God. Ask him about it. He will talk to you. He will lead you and he will guide you into the right decisions. And too many times we're just making those decisions and asking God to come through, right? Instead of asking, what should I actually do? So that's number one, stop praying your plans instead of God's plans. Number two, last point, stop praying for other people to change instead of praying for God to show you what you need to change. It was kind of long, so I'll say it again. Stop praying for other people to change instead of praying for God to show you what you need to change. So many people's prayers are that other people would change. And the reality is, That me and you cannot make anyone else change. The other reality is it's also a little creepy to pray and act like there's some gonna magic spell going to come over somebody and they're just going to change. Right? That's a little bit manipulative. The Bible tells us that when we pray, it makes God's power available in that situation. So here's how it works when we're praying for other people. Let's say I need to pray for my brother Stephen. I'm not going to pray Dear God, you just, please help Stephen make good decisions today. Please, you know, guide him into your plan. Please help him not be mean to me today. Please help him, you know, to be a good employee. It's funny, but people pray these kinds of prayers like they're just going to fix other people by claiming what they want or something. That kind of prayer, there's nothing for God to work with. I can't control him. God can't even control him, right? God gave us a free will, and we can all do what we want. Here's what I would pray instead. God... I thank you for giving Stephen strength today. I thank you for giving him wisdom today. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're his helper today. I thank you, Father, that you love him and you care for him. So I right now just pray for him that you would make power available to him. This allows God to move if Stephen will ask him to, and if Stephen is open to it. And if he's not, that's between him and God. But do you see the difference in those prayers? We cannot pray and control other people. That's very weird. But what we can do is pray for other people and make God's power available to them if they will choose it, right? And I've been there at those times in my life where I have felt people's prayers, where I have needed God's power. So that definitely works, and there's so much value in praying for other people. But we cannot pray to manipulate people's decisions because we can't do that, and also God can't do that. They have a free will. So I want to challenge you instead, if we can't control other people— Let's look at what we can control, and that's us and our attitude. And this has been a huge life lesson for me in the last probably five years. There is a lot in life that I cannot change. So instead of letting it make me miserable, I'm going to learn to change myself so that I can have peace and joy even when nothing else changes or even when it gets worse (laughs) because sometimes it does. So stop praying for other people to change but instead pray for God to show you what you need to change. In Matthew 7, it says this. Do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority as though assuming the office of a judge, so you are not the judge of everyone, Um, so that you will not be judged unfairly. For just as you hypocritically judge others when you're sinful and unrepentant, so you will be judged, and in accordance with your standard of measure used to pass out judgment, judgment will also be measured unto you. So this was something that really shocked and disappointed me, all right? I was in a situation where I was really praying for the other person to change because I really thought they were the problem, right? My heart is great. My attitude is flawless, and God, I just need you to change them. They're just not seeing things clearly, right? They've been through a lot. They're just uh, not in the right headspace. I need you to move in their life, God. I was getting nowhere with those prayers. So the Holy Spirit prompted me, why don't you just, you know, pray about yourself. And when I began to do that, do you know what God asked me to do? He asked me to change a whole lot of things in my heart. He pointed out a whole lot of bad attitudes in me. He asked me to forgive even when that person wasn't sorry. He asked me to respond in love and pray for that person, even when they didn't deserve it. God spoke to me about quite a lot, and it was slightly offensive. <laughs> in the moment, I was just like, I, I just remember, I, I went to God in prayer, and I was expecting compassion. Because <laughs> he's so loving, he is. And all his dealings with us are truly gracious and compassionate. But I was expecting him to comfort me, and instead he said, Stop getting angry at that person and pray for that person. Okay. (laughs) Well, I don't want to, but okay. (laughs) That's fine. Let me put my tissues away. But it was amazing, Uh, you know, when I took the time just to change myself and my own attitude and pray for that person from a place of love, like I just demonstrated with Stephen, Father, I ask you to give them strength. I thank you that you love them. I thank you that I love them the way you love them. It wasn't true at the time, but I was trying. And I began just to pray for them. I changed and they changed, and boom, the situation was a lot better. It's amazing. God will suggest things, like Jayla said, that sound kind of like, nah, I don't really want to do that, or things that don't even make sense. I truly, to me, in my mind, I truly felt like the other person in that situation was the problem, was the problem. I truly felt like I was not doing anything wrong. But when I asked God about what I needed to change instead of praying about what they needed to change, there was quite a lot I could do on my side that really brought fruit in that situation that was really powerful. I want to look at this verse as well, Psalms 139. And it says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So I challenge you tonight, make that your prayer. That is a bold prayer and a big ask. God, point out anything in my heart that offends you. God is actually really gracious with me. And usually when I seek him about things I need to change, he'll just give me one thing. It doesn't feel overwhelming. (laughs) It's not too embarrassing. And then after I change that one thing and I go back to him, then there's another thing. So God has never given me a list of like 20 things that change at once. But I want to challenge you instead of asking God to change other people and to deal with the things in their heart that you think aren't right, go to God like David did and say, God, show me anything in my heart and in my life that offends you. That is a bold prayer, but it is a prayer that will cause you to grow. And the amazing thing is, listen, I I just can't overstress this. When God was asking me for all those years to forgive in hard situations and to love people and to let things go and to deal with my attitudes over and over and over, it was It was hard work for a while. Not really hard, but it took consistency, right? It took me asking God for help a lot. It took me adjusting my attitude a lot. It took a lot of prayer, a lot of worship for me to get all of that into place. But I cannot tell you how much joy it has brought to my life to deal with those issues and have peace. Because the reality was I thought other people were the reason that I didn't have peace, and it was me. I was the reason I didn't have peace. But when I came to God and said, listen, what do I need to change? I'm miserable. Can you help? He did help me. And there is so much freedom and joy in submitting all of that to God and letting him help you grow. That's where the peace and the joy was that I needed. And it's also such a safe place because I was joking with somebody about this the other day, but I'm so grateful it's true because it just used to not be. It is so hard for people to, like, hurt me. And that's not because I'm strong and it's not because I don't have insecurities or weaknesses. But it's because I've just submitted my heart to God and allowed him to work in me and change my attitudes and change my heart. So that if you say something to me that could be hurtful, he's just going to help me work through that and pray for you. And it's going to be okay in the end. Do you know what I'm saying? When you have the ability to forgive and find that peace. It is just crazy. I wish I did this 10 or 15 years ago because I have such peace in my life because other people aren't in control of my emotions anymore. Other people aren't in control of my mental health anymore. That is all on me, and when I give it to God, I'm going to be great, and this day is going to be great. So I want to challenge you with that tonight. Submit that prayer to God. God, test me and point out anything in me that offends you because the growth that you will see and the peace that results from that is so amazing. Here's, uh, you know, a prayer that we sometimes pray is, God, please show them that they're wrong. Right? Show them that they are wrong. I've prayed that. Lord, help them see. They need to open their eyes, Lord. Let them see the light. Whatever. Pray for people. I don't know. If I could say it this way, in closing, I've just learned to pray for people the way that I know God feels toward me. If that makes sense. Sometimes I don't have a lot of nice words to say about somebody in that moment (laughs) that I'm praying that prayer. So I say what I know God thinks about them. And that is to say, God, I thank you that you have a great plan for their life. I thank you that they have a great calling on their life to really minister to people and help people. I thank you that you love them and you love them just as they are today. (laughs) You care about them so much. I thank you, Jesus, you would have died for them if they were the only one. And what I began to see was that when I prayed how God felt about that person, it became how I felt about that person. And that's another thing that has brought me so much freedom to not be somebody who's just easily annoyed and doesn't like people, and I can't stand them because they're so annoying, or I can't stand her, like she's just whatever. You know, it, it's, it's just amazing when you allow God to move in your heart and see people the way that he does life is just so easy because you're not annoyed and other people can't can't ruin your day. So I hope that this was helpful tonight. Please stop praying for your plans instead of God's plans and stop praying for other people to change instead of praying for God to show you what you want because I promise you can trust God's plan and all the joy and the peace and the desires of your heart will come so easily in that plan. So I love you guys very much. I'm thrilled to see you tonight and I'm not gonna close this night without... Challenging our next five minutes of fire speaker you guys thought I forgot I didn't I saved it for the end So if I could get a drum roll, please Amzi and me had connected brains on this one I said who do you think and he said who I think so this is who we think would you like to know? The next person we would love to challenge for five minutes of fire is Caleb Gedney You look like you did not expect it, but do you accept the challenge? He said, sure. Yes. I love it. It's going to be amazing. Don't miss it. Thank
1: you guys for being here this week. Choose teams for us. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.